What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. I was brand new, and I thought she wanted to, you know, be picture perfect, like overly smooth, yes. you know, what you think Photoshop is supposed to be when you start. Yeah. And she told me, she was like, my mom said it didn't even look like me. Yep. And I was like, you know what? That, that was, I think I went too far. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I totally, I totally agree. Like moles and you know, it's, I always try to have that conversation when I, when I'm working with my clients too, is like, what are your thoughts on Photoshop? How do you feel? Like, are there current insecurities of your body? Is there anything you'd like me to take care of? And if not, that's like, exactly right. And I, I think just having that open communication with our clients, um, while we're shooting too, you know, it's so important. Exactly. And you know, if, if that is something that like, is kind of hard to bring up, you know, Hey, do you have anything about you? You want me to perfect, you know, (laughs) you can make a little questionnaire, you know, is there anything that you would like to be touched up? Is there anything you definitely don't want uh, to be adjusted? Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is a place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with Morgan Burks. Now, Morgan is a sky-obsessed portrait photographer and Photoshop instructor living in Manhattan, Kansas. She creates and sells editing tools and educational resources for photographers, including her free weekly Tutorial Tuesday videos and online e-course, The Photoshop Fanatic. 
When not spending time with her husband and two kids, she can usually be found perusing the depths of Photoshop with an iced coffee in hand and a true crime podcast playing in the background. Without further ado, here is my friend, Morgan. Welcome, Morgan. Thanks. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. Okay, so I am Morgan Burks, and business-wise, I'm passionate about helping photographers learn to edit confidently and creatively in Photoshop so they can create art they love and make money doing it. I love it. I love it. Now, I often get stuck when I pull something into Photoshop and not quite knowing where I want to take an image. What is your process, and do you ever just like go back and re-edit it? and just look at it a different way? Yes, definitely. In my editing process, I have some steps that I do to every single photo, no matter what. Generally, I always just start there. You know, I fix my exposure, fix my white balance, reduce noise, do all of those things that create a really nice, clean base edit, because then any individual creativity, you know, effects that I add are just sort of individual I can add a sky or I can add some sunlight. I think it feels less overwhelming to to try to, you know, come up with what exactly you want to do. Half of my editing process is then already done and I can just kind of experiment and have a little bit of fun. I love that. I love how the industry has really changed too. I remember like, gosh, when we first met, I think it's got to be like 2013, 2014. And you were one of the first people I've actually ever seen replacing skies. And there was like some buzz in the industry. They're like, oh, no, no, like you can't do that. It wasn't real. Da, da, da. And how things have changed so much where it's like, if you can do it, why wouldn't you? Yes, <laughs> so- exactly. Well, I used to get all the time, you know, that's not photography. I mean, you can call me what you want. I like to have fun photo editing. You can call me an artist then. Um, so, and, but you know, nowadays it's changing too, where there's a lot of like, um, you know, body positivity, which is <laughs> wonderful. But I think that there's sort of like, you know, Photoshop is a verb kind of thing going on where Photoshop is negative. And so for me, I look at it as like, you know, makeup. Some people choose not to wear it and some people do. And I think that you can just use it to enhance and really perfect where you want to go with your photos. And I think that's part of the creative process is being able to do that if you feel like it. I love that because I think it's so important because it is, it's like, it's like, because for me, I've always been like, get it right in camera. Yes. And and that's the kind of photographer, like everything that my I shoot, if I show my clients, it's not going to be all that different from what they are seeing on the back of my camera. So for me, I always tend to get a little stuck when I take things into Photoshop because I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this. So do you, what do you, like, what's your process? Or like, do you know when you're shooting, if you're going to be taking it in a certain way or does that kind of come after? Yeah, definitely. So sometimes, you know, I'm not going to lie, there's sessions where things really need to be like really true to life, you know, weddings, events, you kind of want to capture it exactly as it happened. And then there's other times where I'm hired specifically for the creativity. And so for me, there, there are things that I look for when I'm shooting, you know, I tend to try to frame my shots where there's more room for a sky. And that's one thing that I really love, you know, in my own work is having like a big, bold sky. And so I think that a lot of times I am hired specifically for the creativity. So if I ever feel stuck, really, I have sort of like a specific set of things that I like to do. And so, you know, I'll add a sky or I'll add that sunlight or, you know, and I just kind of experiment with it. And if it doesn't suit that photo, I'll get rid of it. But I kind of generally have learned through experimentation, what I like. And, you know, like I'm more than willing to go experiment a little more and see if I can make it suit that photo perfectly. 
I love it. One thing that I always kind of bump up against in my own creative work is when I'm editing specifically like portrait work or editing children or clients, like changing features too much. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's something that always like, I'm like, I'm just really cognizant about, like, I worry that if I were to show the model or the client that I have changed them. So they're questioning how they look. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't know if I think about things too hard or like, what's your perspective on that? I think that's actually like a really good thing to consider. And I think that as a general rule, I try not to change anything permanent about somebody. You know, if they've got a pimple and it's going to be gone in two days or they've got a bruise on their leg or, you know, unless I'm specifically asked to remove something like I've been asked to remove scars before, I have no problem doing that. But for me, I don't want to make somebody look different than themselves. I like to flatter how they already look. And so a lot of times what I'll do, I know that liquify is something really big in Photoshop. You know, you can make somebody look slimmer and, um, you know, I tend to sort of enhance. Um, it's, it's almost like, you know, if you're familiar with makeup, like contouring, you know, you can add shadows where you want to de-accentuate and you can highlight where you want to accentuate. And so generally I'll do that instead because I'm not changing your body shape. I'm changing the way the light is affecting you. Um, and that can really be as dramatic as it needs to be. So I think that you're right to, you know, be cautious about changing people beyond, you know, how they really look. I've done it before and I had a client mention to me, you know, oh, you got rid of all my moles. I was brand new. And I thought she wanted to, you know, be picture perfect, like overly smooth. Yes. You know, what you think Photoshop is supposed to be when you start. Yeah. And she told me, she was like, my mom said it didn't even look like me. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That that was, I think I went too far. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I totally, I totally agree. Like moles and, you know, it's, I always try to have that conversation when I'm, when I'm working with my clients too, is like, what are your thoughts on Photoshop? How do you feel? Like, are there current insecurities of your body? Is there anything you'd like me to take care of? And if not, that's like... Exactly. Right? And I I think just having that open communication with our clients while we're shooting too, you know, it's so important. Exactly. And, you know, if, if that is something that like is kind of hard to bring up, you know, hey, do you have anything about you you want me to perfect? You know, <laughs> right. you can yeah. make a little questionnaire. You know, is there yeah. anything that you would like to be touched up? Is there anything you definitely don't want uh, to be adjusted? You know, I tend to use Photoshop just to enhance the colors and tones and lighting. Um, but if there's something that you are, you know, insecure about, or if there's something I can do, you know, mm-hmm. to make you love the photos more, tell me. And so that way, they can do it sort of like privately, you know, they know I'm going to read the questionnaire, but it's less on the spot. Like, like I'm pointing out their flaws. Yeah. A hundred percent. The questionnaire and have it just having that like information, like it's just keep asking for it guys. Exactly. So let's switch gear. I want to ask a little bit about those dreaded Instagram filters. Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you approach it when, you know, maybe you've got a, a gallery that you've worked really hard on, you sent it to your clients, and all of a sudden you see it up on uh, Instagram with some lovely filters added? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, well, generally, I haven't actually ran into that much. Yep. And usually what I do is just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I, they're their photos now. And yep. so if they want to add a filter, you know, I, as much as I might internally cringe that this is how people are, are seeing, you know, my work, if they've tagged me in it or something, people can come and look at my work and see what it looks like on my page. And so for me, I'm sort of in the category of like, if it's not, 
I don't know, like I tend to just not even mess with it unless they specifically ask, you know, what did you think of my edit? And then I'm like, you know, you did great, but. (laughs) It's actually, we're cut from the same cloth because honestly, I feel the same way. It's been something that's been brought up in a few of um, our online groups recently. And I think it's so important we are mindful about the impact that we're going to have because reaching out to that client you know, even though you're trying to protect your copyright, you're trying to protect your art, you know, you're, that might be your intention. The impact that you are going to have on that client is not going to be a positive one. They're going to be a little bit frustrated, a little bit angry, a bit chastised. And my goal really is to build lifelong relationships and friendships with my clients. So, you know, I completely agree with you. I think it's so important that, you know, you know, it is our art, but we are hired to do it for these people. And if, that is a choice they make. You know what? Sometimes you just got to let it go. I completely agree. And I also think that they're not doing it with malicious intent. And so I think that sort of colors how I react to it. They're so excited to show off those photos. They add, you know, that purple hazy look and they think it looks awesome. And hey, I've been there. When I first started in Photoshop, my edits were questionable too. Um, So I think, you know, they're doing it because they're excited to show off these photos. I would so much rather them enjoy them however they want. You know, if they're not intentionally, you know, doing anything harmful, I'm not going to kind of reach out to them and treat them like they are. I'd rather just keep that nice friendship, client relationship. I love that. We're still the same. So sometimes I really have a hard time in finding or making the time because I'm trying, I'm balancing running my business and editing climate images just to find that time to like create and play. Do you ever find that? And what strategies do you have on staying playful and creative? Yes. So balance is something I really had trouble with, you know, especially in the beginning, I wanted to spend all my time editing my photos. And then I would feel guilty that I wasn't spending time with my kids or when I was spending time with my family doing what you're supposed to do. You know, I'd feel guilty that I wasn't getting these photos edited fast enough. And so something that really helped me was just setting business hours. And inside those business hours, I will client correspond. I will edit their photos. I will handle all business related things outside of those hours. If I want to play and experiment, I will do so guilt-free. Just get in there, have fun. And something else I think is super, super helpful is to like periodically just shoot completely for yourself. Do something that has, you know, the wardrobe and the posing and ask a friend to model for you. All something that you want to do. And I feel like not only is that fun creatively, it also allows you to build your portfolio with photos that you would love to shoot. And then when clients happen to see them and they get excited about them, now you're attracting your dream clients because they want exactly what you would love to be creating. Yeah, I love that. I think that's always the best advice is show what you want to shoot. Because yes. like, for me, I was for years, I was photographing families. And to be honest, I've mentioned this in, in other episodes. I do not love doing family sessions. and But I kept showing them and I kept wondering, I'm like, oh gosh, like I'm getting so many inquiries for these family sessions. So over the past year, I just shop, stopped showing them. And it's really only my clients that have been with me for like you know, seven, eight years who I photograph every single year that are reaching out for family sessions. So it's so true. That's perfect. It's so true, right? Yes. It was the same in reverse for me with newborn photography. You know, I would be asked to do it, you know, friend would have a new baby and then I'd want to post their little sneak peeks on Facebook. But then people are like, hey, can you photograph my baby? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not good at it. 
I always get pooped on too. So seriously, well, it's so funny. I actually just had a baby on Monday and the mom actually, she's so sweet. She actually sent me flowers because the baby pooped on me like four times. I changed my pants three times. Um, and I, it doesn't phase me. I'm a newborn photographer. Like I am used to this. I've got lots of pants, lots of blankets. <laughs> yes. Well, I just, I just tried to tell myself it's, they're just so comfortable with me. They're just letting it all out, you know? Oh, so funny. Now I feel like Adobe is always coming out with a new update. What has been your favorite update? I recently discovered the content aware fill tool and I am in love. <laughs> Uh, content, content aware fill is so much fun to play with. Uh, I definitely liked that one. My favorite has actually been this recent 2021 update. They released, I don't know if you've had a chance to play with it, the sky replacement feature, uh, or you can, oh my gosh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'll say that's not perfect every time, but one thing I really loved about it is that you can open your photo that you want to apply the sky to, and you can literally click a sky overlay and it's instantly applied and blended right in, which is not only helpful to save you time. It also helps you see which sky suits your photo best with just one click. Um, and then, you know, then there's sliders where you can tweak and kind of customize and make it look, um, you know, a little more suited to that photo. But I, I just thought that was so much fun. I love it. Are you able to add your own skies into, into that? Yes. Or is it, oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yes. You can yeah. load your own in there. You can make your own folders. Uh, I had a blast playing with it one day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, I think many of us really struggle in finding your style and a lot of it can come down to intentional editing choices. What advice do you have for those maybe struggling to find their style? Uh, That's a really good question. And this is something I get asked a lot, honestly. And I think where the trouble comes from is that people open an image in Photoshop and they immediately want to create style. And so that feels daunting. There's a lot of steps that go into that. So my biggest advice is to start with a clean base edit. Fix your white balance, fix your exposure, reduce your noise. Half the work is then done for you. And now style choices are individual one, you know, or two step things you can add to your photo and experiment with. So, you know, right now there, it's really big into like all those moody tones with the desaturated yellows and greens. You know, once you've got your clean base edit, everything is properly exposed and has a good white balance. You know that your skin tones are going to be looking natural. And then you can simply just add that hue saturation layer and reduce the saturation of those yellows, reduce the saturation of those greens. And then style is, you know, just sort of like experimenting with one or two things that you really like and finding what you love, but without all the hard work. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really great advice. You know, it's funny because part of my job is I'm, I'm always looking at amazing artists and I'm always, and I'm such a curious cat. I always want to know how they edit. Like everybody, I want to like, I'm like, I see an image. I'm like, okay, like I want to see the steps now. Like, yes, me too. <laughs> I do it. And the funny thing is, though, because I find I and I am a learning junkie, I'm always buying a new program or just trying to figure out different things. For me, I can it often can get a little bit of confusion when I bring up my own image where I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yes. So how do you deal with that? Um, so one, I am completely the same. I love to learn. Uh, my husband calls me a nerd. I will just soak up any and everything I can. And because I love Photoshop and the creativity behind it, I get so fascinated by how other people edit. And, you know, I'm such a creature of habit. So often I'll use my beloved tools, you know, as much as possible. And I use them sort of the same way every time. And so I always think it's fun to kind of see how other people use it. But I think the trick is just to not be hard on yourself when you're in there. Just treat it like you're completely 
experimenting. And eventually, you know, like the more you try, some stuff isn't going to stick. And I think that's just a natural reaction to something that doesn't work for you. So keep trying. And some things stick. Like I have developed a lot of um, preferences based on just trying and experimenting or someone recommending a tool. And I've practiced with it and learned that I love it even more than something I was already using. So I think if it doesn't feel right or you feel overwhelmed, try to let that go and just have fun with it. And anything that doesn't stick, you're better off without then. I love it. I think that's great advice. Now, I kind of, I love that you talked a little bit about the approach of like maybe not taking yourself so seriously, because I think a lot of the times we really do get too far in our heads. And I know personally, I take myself way too seriously. And then I start doubting myself. So what advice do you have for those that might be feeling that way too? Yes. Oh goodness. Self-doubt. Mm-hmm. I. It's something that comes up so often for me. And I think in some capacity, it comes up for all of us, maybe just some more than others. But something that really helps me, I think, is to realize that when I'm in that headspace of self-doubt, I really am thinking of myself. And so sometimes, you know, as much as I can berate myself irrationally, you know, coming up with all kinds of crazy things that I say to myself, you know, to make me feel like a failure or whatever, um, it's all coming from a place of like self-preservation and fear, but it really is focused on me. And so what I try to do is just turn it around and think, about the people that I'm helping or think about the people who would be worse off if I listened to that self-doubt. And so I think really often we kind of, um, we just feel like it's, it's all on us. You know, like we have to self-assess, we have to. And I think it really does just go back to why are you doing this and who are you doing this for? And if I gave into those thoughts, you know, there's people out there who are struggling with something that I can, I can do easily. Like I would be more than happy to help. And so, you know, even if you're like a photographer, you know, and you're struggling with self-doubt, maybe you don't have the most professional camera or you're not confident with your editing workflow, or, you know, you suck at posing and you feel like you're constantly just guessing and hoping things look good. You know, there's a client out there who's running around chasing these toddlers with a cell phone wishing she could be in the photo and then here you come and now this mom has a giant canvas snuggling her babies that she gets to you know hang up and pass down to them one day so I think it's just sort of about reframing it and I think even to go a little bit further like it doesn't even have to be your clients, you know, who in your life is better for having seen you pursue your passions. I know my kids are watching, you know, and I hope that one day in the future when, you know, if they decide to start their own business, those feelings of self-doubt are quieter for them because I have so normalized what it's like to do this, you know, not fearlessly. We go out here, we just keep doing it. And so I hope that one day they don't even think to doubt themselves. It's just natural. This is what you do. I love it. Doing it scared, doing it anyway. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Now, so we talked a little bit about Adobe and Photoshop, and you mentioned the Sky replacement tool, which is a new one. So what is your ultimate favorite tool like that you use every single session? Okay, so this is going to sound super boring, (laughs) uh, but I promise if you think it's boring, just experiment. It's so much fun. My favorite is the brush tool. Um, I know that it just seems super obvious. You know, you pick a color and then what, you mark on your photo. But if you add... A blank layer to your photo. Now you can adjust the blend mode of that layer. So I've used the brush tool, you know, in that way. I've done it for dodging and burning. I've changed the color of an object. I've painted in sunlight. I have changed, you know, like backlit ears, you know, and the sun is shining through and they look like neon red. All of that is done in my workflow with the brush tool. Uh, I so it. I just think it's so much fun to play with and there's so much you can do with it. 
I love it. And also the brushes that you can add, like you can yes. add and make your own brushes. Like exactly. So fun. I totally yes. agree. Hands down for brush. So sometimes I really struggle in finding the balance of finding my editing workflow to get the job done and images to the client quickly. But then sometimes I get in that rut where it starts to feel really mechanical. What advice do you have for being efficient, but also staying creative? Um, I honestly think it kind of goes back to your workflow. So I, with those steps that I do on every single photo, you know, sometimes I need a little more exposure than others, or sometimes the white balance numbers are different, but I'm doing those same steps to every single photo. And so I think it's really just about having a little of both. The mechanical stuff is what's going to help you be efficient. And then once those things are done, half your work is done and you can add your creative things, you know, add your sunlight, add your sky, add whatever makes it, you know, your style. And I feel like that's where you can have fun, but also be so efficient because you're a well-oiled machine. This is what you do every time. And yeah, just kind of have fun with it. And I feel like sometimes you can get a little bored, but I think that would be where it would come into play where you just experiment for yourself or do that session. that's just for you kind of mix it up and break it up a little. I love that. That's a good answer. Now, do you edit to music? Because I find what I'm listening to can really impact where I and how I take an image. And if you do, what are your faves? Yes, I actually do. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast, but most of the time I'm listening to music and my style is like, you know, I listen to anything really, but when I'm editing, I tend to kind of listen to things that you would, you know, hear in a coffee shop, like Mm -hmm. bluesy folk tunes, you know, something about an interesting voice and like a strummy guitar, uh, just makes me want to edit. Uh, so I like listen to a lot of, um, like the Avett brothers, Noah Mm -hmm. Gunderson, daughter, Phoebe Bridgers, just all those like coffee shop favorites. So I know we chatted a little bit earlier about being curious on how others edit. And I find myself forever fascinated on how others achieve their images and their processes. So I'm always buying something new and for me. Um, So for you, I know that you mentioned that you like to figure out how other people edit too. So what has been the most transformative for you? Um, oh, that's a good question. I don't I don't know that any one thing has been super transformative. I feel like it's all just sort of cumulative, you know? Yep. Like you will spend, you know, a couple months practicing and your editing can look completely different than it used to. Um, so I think really just kind of learning the tools that are in there and learning all the different ways they can be used. I feel like blend modes is super useful to learn. Um, and there's so much you can do with them that, you know, that honestly... I mean, that might actually be what I would choose. It's just yeah. how many different ways you can use that brush tool. I love that. What I've been doing recently is I discovered if I take, um, if I pull an image and put it back into ACR, like on a new layer, and then do a black and white, and then put it on luminosity, it is, and like dial it down. Oh, that's so pretty. Yeah. So, so pretty. It gives like a, just an oomph to the detail and the contrast. Oh, I love that. I've, I've done the same thing. You know, they say you're not supposed to pull your photo back into ACR after or whatever. I kind of like to break the rules sometimes. Uh, (laughs) So yes, I like to pull it into ACR, especially after I've done a black and white and do a clarity layer because upping the clarity on a black and white is so gorgeous. And it's not something you can just, you know, do in Photoshop settings. It actually has to be done in ACR and Lightroom. So yes, I will do it on its own layer or put it, you know, like a smart layer so it can like remember my settings and just go up that clarity. I love doing that. I love it. So fun. So, yes. so fun to just play. So I, I have to ask this question. So what has been your favorite image created and why? Ah, that's a really good question and a super hard one. I don't right? actually think I can choose, <laughs> but I do know that my favorite images always have like a recipe to them. Yeah. You know, it's always like 
my favorite images are the ones where I have like a couple and they're like super interactive, just involved with each other, not looking at me. And then of course, a big, bold sky, lots of drama and colors and shadows and lighting. So I feel like those are always my favorite photos. And those are sort of like my signature, I guess, must be because they're my favorite, but I gotta love a bold sky. And I just feel like those are the ones I always lean to as my favorites. I love it. And it's definitely, that's definitely your signature style. Like I love, I can always tell your skies. (laughs) I always tell Morgan Brooks sky. That makes me happy. So where can our listeners learn more about you? Yeah. So you can find me at morganburks.com. And my last name is B-U-R-K-S. So I always like to finish my interviews with this last question, and it's what are you artistically curious about right now? Oh my goodness. Any and everything. I feel like as such a lifelong learner, I sort of have like that, uh, you know, I don't know what it's called, like misdirection. Like I just want to go in every different avenue and I kind of have to like chill myself out and focus on one thing. But, you know, I feel like I am artistically curious about all the things that I don't do in my own workflow. You know, I see a lot of people using like these really wide angle lenses to sort of, you know, get these really emotional images with like background included. And my favorite lens, is my 200 millimeter. So the wider ones are always something that I feel is a little bit foreign to me when I've tried it. It doesn't feel like me, but I'm just so like, I just love the way it looks on other people's images. And so I feel like those are the ones I'm most curious about. I love to play and practice, even if it doesn't suit me or feel perfect for me. I just like to to try it out. You'll never know if you don't try it. It's so true. We're so the same because I love my 200 and I've recently um, gone back to my 135 and my 85, but I tried a session with a 35 and it felt like I was crawling in my client's laps. I was like, I'm too close to you. I'm sorry. You can smell my breath. (laughs) Exactly. That is, I feel like it's it's just such a different right? vibe. And I feel like there's some people who are really, and maybe yes. it's like an introvert, extrovert thing. I think maybe. Yes, but there's some people who don't like being so far, mm-hmm. you know, from their clients where they have to yell. And for me, I tend to kind of give the direction, okay, this is what we're going to go for. You know, I'm going to tell you to turn this way a little bit. We're going to do this. But really, I just want you guys to kind of be in the moment. And then I run back to where I'm at and I just kind of snap away, you know? So for me, it's, it's kind of nice to be, in my own little space while I'm shooting. Uh, but yeah, when I, when I switch to like my 35 or, um, I actually have a 28. And so that one is even closer. I love how like, um, storytelling the photos kind of look, but I definitely feel like I am all up in their space. Yeah. It's so true. Oh, I love this. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been just an awesome chat. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. I always love chatting with Morgan. Ah, what a great conversation. Now, I loved Morgan's advice of having both work time and creative time because honestly, guys, for me personally, I often get so bogged down, I forget to play. So my friends, I would love to hear what you're going to create. What is your personal project? Shoot me a DM on Instagram at Milky Way Fun and tell me what you're going to be creating. I'm sending you so much of my light and love today and every day. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Art and Soul Show. If you're the kind of person that likes helping others, please share this podcast with your photographer friends. Sharing is caring and it's our mission to help as many photographers create a business and life they are truly passionate about. I'm here to support you on your journey. And if you have any questions, topics, or guests you would love to hear from, please shoot me a note at lisaatthemilkyway.ca and we may even feature your question in an upcoming episode. 
Thank you so much for spending your time with me today, and I will see you soon.